time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. That's 676-5464. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, and perhaps you can save us from our dystopian show. <laughs> we brought some uh, not-so-exciting Everything's a downer. News. Everything's a downer. No, everything's an upper, like inflation. Yeah. Prices out of control. Inventory not available. Workers have disappeared from the workforce. Steve, what's going on? Well, at least it rained. At least it rained. The good news is it rained. Yes. Now my, my, how things have changed. <laughs> the rain is good news. October in is Washington. here, right? Almost four months without any real precipitation. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. June, June 10th, I think, is what I heard the day. Really? July, August, September, October. Four and a half months. Yeah. Four and I had to use my fingers. <laughs> um, it was nice. And we actually, like, it was chilly outside. We got. All the doors open. I went out and stood outside and let the rain rain down on me. I know. I that won't that, last too long, that, I, that euphoric feeling, but, right. but it was nice. I had guys <laughs> at the shop commenting about how good it smelled. Yeah. Uh, that smoke rolling in over the last couple of weeks, uh, really, really thick and making it hard to work. You think about, you know, working inside in an office or, you know, in your home and, and dealing with a little bit of the smoke wafting in or walking out to your car. And we've got guys working out in the shop, you know, for, you know, eight, ten hours a day yeah. with, with that stuff blown through. And it, you just can't avoid it. Yep. Yep. It makes us sound mean. <laughs> um, we had to deal with it, too, but I am glad it's gone. Yep. Back to dystopian future. Back to the dystopian future. You know, big news. If, if you're on any kind of social media, you'll see uh, a, a group of people um, that are commenting about some, some new taxes coming up in Washington. Well, I thought this was going to be the last thing we talked about. I go the last thing. Might as well <laughs> let's get it over first. If you're going to talk about the, the in, inflationary pressures, dystopian future, unavoidable things, yeah, I just um, we don't usually get too political, you know, in this show as for the most part, other than my conspiracy. Just the facts. That's my not black political. helicopter. Theory. Just the facts. But yeah, so this is a uh, from the Washington Policy Institute, which is. Might be political. It's it's political, yeah, yeah, and they have their view. But I I tell you, I I actually I went kind of deep into Google trying to find a a rebuttal to this that made sense to me, and I like could not find one. <laughs> but it's just talking about how the the uh, gas prices we already are paying way more <laughs> than anybody likes to pay for gas, and in Washington State in particular, and Whatcom County in particular, um, prices are higher than in a lot of places. And it's set to go higher yet, beginning in January, due to this uh, Climate Commitment Act that was signed into law in 2021. The Washington Policy Institute, they say, will effectively add 46 cents to per gallon to gas prices 
which is about an 82% increase above the state's existing 56% gallon tax. And, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not a direct gas tax as such. It's, it's a, it's a uh, what's a cap and trade? Explain that. Or cap, this is a cap. We call it in Washington State cap and invest. Cap and invest. Yes. I will basically you you uh you purchase somebody else's uh clean you sell your non, pollution to non, somebody non, that's clean. <laughs> yeah, you so you sell your pollution to somebody else. I, you know, it's what we've been doing in manufacturing for decades. It's shifting the emissions to other places that um are not in a position to resist your pollution. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> essentially. Essentially, yes. Um, and it's how a lot of companies, including auto manufacturing, especially when it comes to like Google or Apple, and, and they claim to be carbon neutral. <clears throat> I, I, I'm sorry, you can't build huge multi-acre complexes out of concrete and then claim to be carbon neutral. Right. They're, they're quite carbon intensive. Yes. Um, but if you pay enough money, you know, to, you save, can say that. to save swampland <laughs> in Florida, you can say I'm carbon neutral because right. you're saving swampland in Florida. Yes. So this essentially is... is uh, they will auction off these cap and invest. I don't know futures. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you call it. But to companies that are, you know, like refineries and and uh, gas companies, all this kind of stuff. Well, when my prices go up on something, this is just. I mean, I, this is just general, you know, basic business economics. That if something that I need for my business goes up in price, I have to raise my prices. It's just, I mean, I th- and I think career politicians either never learned or forgot that that's what happens. Because, like, our governor says, oh, this is going to add pennies, just pennies to the thing. Well, I, I, somebody's going to pass the costs on to some, somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. And, uh, you know, in the end, it just it it will lead to higher prices in an era of inflation and, you know, prices going out of control, which causes, you know, a situation where businesses have to pay more, which then people have more money to pay the higher prices, which leads to higher prices. It's the cycle we're in. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, avoiding those things that are contributing to that cycle are probably a good idea at the moment. I mean, on on October 29th. Uh, 2021, the Washington Gas Company advised residents to prepare for an increase in heating expenses of about 22% compared to the winter of 2020 to 2021. So, I mean, that's a big that's a big jump. I mean, it's like these. Uh, I was heard in the show that there was a pre-recorded show earlier, but they're talking about this. You know, this new fee that they're going to put on all property owners, and it's not. That's in the the five dollars or something like the grand that, right? scheme of In things. The grand it's scheme not of things, very it's much. It's not very much money. It's a latte. It's a pizza or half a pizza. But it's like I only have so many lattes available, and sooner or later, I mean, this stuff just starts. It just continues to add up and snowball and and. Uh, well, in the end, when they raise the price of pizza lattes, it's only half a latte and a quarter pizza. There you go. <laughs> there you <laughs> the go. bright side. I don't know. I mean, this is just. I mean, to me, this is. I and again. We don't get too political here, but I mean, this is stuff I think that people need to consider when they go vote. This is the kind of this is you know this affects every and this is such it's so gas taxes in general and these kind of things they're so regressive because the people that suffer the most from this are actually poorer people. They don't they can't number one they can't afford an electric car. Number two 
they tend to live in places that are farther away from their work, having to drive farther to get to work, so they're paying more than their share. I mean, it affects them more than it does somebody that can live in the city, take public transit, you know, whatever, can afford to do that. It doesn't affect them as much. I, I think in, in Washington with sales tax and the way that, that Washington is taxed in general is probably, and it's been ranked, I know, in the past as the most regressive tax state in the country yeah. and in which the, the taxes and the way our state raises its money for government operations, which are necessary, um, it doesn't in a, a disproportionate way that taxes those that have the least the most yeah. percentage-wise yeah. of their income. And uh, wish that would change. Wish that would change. So you're for an income tax? I, I think if we were to restructure the way we tax, basically you have to take the system we have and, and dispose and of it. Scrap it, it all together. And, yes. and start over with something. Yeah. I, I, I would be in favor of that. But the problem is is when those that make the decisions and those that make the, the rules like that and the way that they're influenced will end up with a, a system that effectively probably makes it even worse. Right. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, I know that like the sales tax, I resent the sales tax in the sense that that as a as a retailer, as a person that sells stuff, I have to collect that tax, store that money, and then every month report that money and then send it into the state. And my reward for doing all this work for the state is, is that risk. I pay the B&O tax. <laughs> And if I screw up even a little bit, they come down with the biggest hammer you've ever seen. Yeah. Effectively, as a small business owner, <laughs> you are a licensed tax collector. Yes. <laughs> and sto- storage vessel. Yes. And I get to pay for that privilege. Pay for the privilege. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't don't realize that. And, yeah. And it's uh, that aspect of business when you look at the the amount of taxes that a that a business um, collects. And, and then the, the volume of taxes that they pay on the amount that they do collect, you know, on top of that. So, it's, so not only do you collect taxes above and beyond the money that you collect, in that money you collect, a large portion of that goes to taxes as well. I really think, uh, to me, the, the, there's a really simple solution to this. If you want the people to rise up and, 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 and come to terms with this, is that when I write my employee his paycheck, I write him his it, his full paycheck. This is what you earned this month. And now he has to go home, write a check for his his uh, income tax, his FUDA, his unemployment, his insurance, all that kind of stuff. He has to take his gross amount and then suddenly... And take care of distributing those funds. Distributing those funds, they would go... Because the employee doesn't... He looks at the bottom line of the, of the pay stub. He doesn't look at all that other stuff, right? And once they start... If they had to actually pay that... I think you'd see a, a huge rebellion. I, well, I, I think the state would need to hire a lot more uh, revenue agents <laughs> That's to pursue true. it. Um, you know, when we look at our, our monthly revenue and, and where that money goes, the, the first checks that, that I'm writing are to my employees. Yeah. The second checks that to I'm writing government. are to the government. Yep. And, uh, and basically, that's uh, after I pay my employees, it's about 32 seconds. Got to give QuickBooks time to catch up yeah. is when I pay the government. Yeah. Um, electronically. Well, 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop. We're actually going to talk about cars in a few (laughs) minutes. Uh, Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Give us a call. We'll be right back.
At Kendall Subaru of Marysville, we might have the best job ever. We get to help our customers find the perfect Subaru to get out and enjoy everything the Northwest has to offer in an ultra-dependable, all-wheel-drive Subaru. With all kinds of reviews and awards for quality, safety, and trust, it's not a surprise that a Subaru holds its value. With more and more fantastic customer reviews about getting a great buying experience at Kendall, there aren't really any surprises there either. But sometimes, it's all about timing, like getting the exact new Subaru you want when we order it straight from the factory just for you right now is the perfect time to pre-order your new subaru and get exactly what you want we'll walk you through the process and make sure you get a great deal whether it's checking out the new subaru outback wilderness or forester wilderness trading up to something newer or dialing in the perfect pre-order subaru at kendall subaru of marysville we're here to help you get exactly what you need stop by today or get started at kendallsubarumarysville.com kendall let's start something great it was a dark and stormy night. When morning arrived, the sun appeared and the birds were chirping. But so many leaves had fallen that you couldn't even see your lawn. So you raked and you raked and you raked some more because you are an awesome homeowner. Then you leaned on your rake, admired your hard work and asked yourself a very important question. What in the world am I going to do with all these leaves? You know you shouldn't dump them in a ditch on the side of the road or worse, in a creek on the beach or in the lake. Because yard waste is pollution. Improper disposal of leaves, grass clippings, and other debris is bad for water quality, can spread invasive plants, and clog storm drains and culverts, which causes flooding. Good news, you've got some simple options. Use a curbside pickup service, haul your waste to a disposal site, or properly compost at home. And then you can pat yourself on the back. Because you're not just an awesome homeowner, you're an awesome human. Learn more at whatcomcounty.us backslash yard waste. Hello, folks. Are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order, but you don't know where to start? Would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts? Do you want to learn how to avoid probate? Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour, and let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement. Bringing the world to Whatcom County and Northwest Washington. The People's Republic of China. They're launching the first pieces of their own space station. The John Batchelor Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 10. They're going to use what they learn in, in constructing this station and having people live on it to plan their uh, manned interplanetary shift and to do it as quickly as possible. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair, 360-676-KGMI. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, it's like we've got a patient, Eric, on the line. Good morning, Eric. Hello, good morning, guys. I don't have any questions, but a couple comments, one automotive-related and one not. Okay. You're all talking about the potential gas tax coming up and I agree and the thing that I've tried been following it for a while and I haven't done the super deep dive like you think you just mentioned but 
my understanding, it's really not going to do much to fight climate change or change anything as far as any kind of emissions or anything goes. But I, I could be mistaken. It's a, it's a, it's mostly a, a, a way for the large companies that can afford to do this to virtue signal and, and do like Brian yep. said, where they can say we are carbon neutral when, by any objective measure, they are not carbon neutral. <laughs> so, so that means that the people buying the gas are paying, essentially paying for the rich people to pay more money, something <laughs> that effect. But, and I agree with the. Uh, you know that you mentioned the five dollar latte tax and all that stuff. Why is it always the homeowner and property owners that all this stuff gets piled on? Why can't it they spread it out someplace else? But just my comments. <clears throat> and it, it's not like you say; it's not necessarily the money. It's just kind of the. It's the, just one more thing. Yeah, just one more thing. It's yeah. one more little thing. So <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> kind of annoying. Well, Washington's a really big fan of sin taxes. Tax the tobacco, tax the tax the alcohol, tax the gambling, tax tax it. Well, I'll tell you what, cars are a sin, and they're coming to tax them. Well, that's that that's one of the problems too with with having again this regressive taxes and and like sin taxes in in general, is that um, their goal they state is to get people to sin less, right? And so as you do that, then the revenue that you've been gaining from everybody out there sinning starts going down, and now you have to jack it up even higher than that. Um, I I just, I even had this little, this little uh, headline here that the increasing popularity of hybrid and electrical, electric vehicles is shrinking revenue from grass taxes, prompting more states to consider charging miles driven taxes. And uh, at least eight states, Washington among them, is con- considering bills that would modify existing programs or set up all new uh, pilot programs to tax drivers of electric vehicles based on the miles they drive. And yeah, even, even so, the, even this, the ga- gas tax revenues have come down because cars have gotten so much more fuel efficient. And so it's just, it's this, it's this, uh, this is what they say they wanted, but now they need more money because they got what they wanted. I don't know. It's... Yeah, and I think some of our politicians, they, I don't think they really care of the impact of what they do. I think they just have it in their mindset that, you know, they need to save the environment or whatever their cause is. They're not really too interested in the fallout. And I think it's, you know, the similar with the, the electric car thing. Why isn't there more affordable electric cars? I mean, you know, Cadillac's got promoting a three hundred thousand dollar electric car. You know, Chevy's got their hundred thousand dollar truck. It's nuts. Yeah. Even the entry level stuff is something that a lot of people can't afford. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. I saw I saw a little blurb that that in Washington State that because uh, you know going to like outline uh, the sale of new gas vehicles like twenty thirty five or whatever is yeah. uh, um, you know it's going to happen. Well probably going to happen, but the, the whole truck industry, I mean, I'm not talking like truckers. I'm talking like F-150s and things like that. People that want to tow a trailer or tow something, you cannot do it with electric vehicle as they are now. You just blink it. And there was like, of all the, there was one electric truck sold in the state of Washington. This I year. didn't know that. One. 
I believe it. Yeah. So to get to the automotive side of things, I don't remember. It's been a while, but I don't remember who it was, but people were talking about doing away with the camshaft, or you guys were talking about doing away with camshafts and all that. Mm -hmm. There's a company, I don't know how to pronounce it, Swedish company, Koenigsegg. Yeah, they make uh, make supercars. Um, yeah, so their new engine is a two liter no camshaft three cylinder that makes six hundred horsepower. Nice. And twin turbos, four four valves per cylinder, uh, and it use little pneumatic stuff that you yep. know instead of the camshaft. So yep. Just to share that with you guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they're out there. You take, uh, I guess, this weekend we've got a Formula One race down in Texas, and uh, all of those Formula One cars, those engines operate without camshafts. Little, uh, uh-huh. I don't know what they are, one point five liter turbo engines, and uh, they haven't had camshafts for I think more than a decade now, maybe longer. They've used pneumatically operated uh, valve cranes yeah. on them, electronically controlled. So that goes to the, another add-on to the electric car future. I mean, if these companies like this, these companies are still investing money in technology and gas-powered vehicles, then I would lead a person to believe that they'll still be around for a few more years. I know Toyota's gotten in trouble with a lot of the environmentalists because they haven't not bit as hard on the all-electric as uh, many or most of the other manufacturers have, because they don't they don't buy that it's going to be as widespread maybe as as a lot of them do. They're still yeah. sticking with a lot of hybrid development, hydrogen fuel, um, and even hydrogen fuel internal combustion motors. And so, and it, it's going to be interesting because you you start talking third world countries and you know things like yep. this, or you know develop developing countries. They're not going to have the infrastructure to run electric vehicles. It's just, I mean, it's a long yeah. ways off. So they won't have the funding for it either. So they won't, and it's going to be a it's it's going to be a painful transition as it happens here. You know, you look at Washington and California making this transition sooner than the rest of the country to to improve the infrastructure, increase the electricity pr- production to supply those vehicles to come up with the the minerals and and other things that it takes to create the batteries. Um, This transition is not going to be a smooth one No, and it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. All right. Thanks for, thanks for the call, Eric. We appreciate it. 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Now is the time to upgrade your mattress and save big during DeWard & Bodie's 76th anniversary sale. Score deep discounts on floor models and closeout mattress savings up to 50% off. Plus, pillows, sheets, boxes, and bases are all on sale. DeWard & Bodie stocks the largest inventory of mattresses from Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and Sealy. Right now, get the mattress of your dreams with absolutely no money down and no interest for up to 72 months on select purchases. Take in-stock mattresses home with you today or have their delivery professionals deliver it, set it up, and even haul away and recycle your old mattress for you. DeWard and Bodie will price match any local competitor on in-stock items, which means they guarantee the lowest price available. That's why Whatcom, Skagit, and Island County residents get their mattresses at DeWard and Bodie. For 76 years, they've had the best prices, best selection, and best service. Shop DeWard and Bodie's 76th anniversary savings at Bellingham Mattress Showroom on Meridian next to Marshalls. Financing OAC offer qualifications apply. 
My first lesson in hard work came from my dad. A union pipe fitter, he started his own business out of our garage when I was five years old. He didn't go to a four-year college, but was able to support his family because he worked hard and because he had a great education through an apprenticeship. I'm Joe Timmons, and I'm running for the legislature because I believe everyone deserves the opportunity to succeed in our community. Before students leave high school, they should have enough career and technical education to access living wage jobs without having to go to a four-year college. Costs are rising, and families are struggling to afford food, gas, and housing. My own family's rent went up 35% last year, right here in Whatcom County. Healthcare costs are also way too high. That's why I want to work with both parties to lower costs for Washington families, especially those high prices for prescription drugs. I'm the only pro-choice candidate in this race, and I am proud to be endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Women, not politicians, should make their own health care decisions. I'm Joe Timmons, and I ask for your vote. Paid for by Vote Joe Timmons Democrat. Relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. Kick off your workday with a 9 a.m. music marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bell. Listen live online, 98.9 KBay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. The committee investigating the Capitol attack has subpoenaed former President Trump. Panel member Pete Aguilar on the specifics. We're going to be prepared if if the former president uh, decides to come and if he puts uh, restrictions on it for live testimony, we're going to be prepared for that eventuality. Our Skyler Henry was on Capitol Hill when Steve Bannon was sentenced for not complying with his subpoena. Bannon, who previously called members of the committee gutless, becomes the first person with close ties to former President Trump to be sentenced to prison time and the fallout from the Capitol attack. President Biden's student loan forgiveness program is on hold for now. CBS's Deborah Alfaron. Forgiving student loan debt will cost the nation roughly $400 billion over the life of the program. Republicans are using that price tag to bash Biden and Democrats on the campaign trail. And while that program is temporarily halted, it still is accepting applications. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. A little blast from the past there for you, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was talking to my son last night. Music fits with the theme of our show. It does. <laughs> and, uh, well, well, the topic came up of these uh, old concrete silos. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, they were talking about making these concrete silos into climbing towers yes. in concrete Washington. Yes, yes. I've heard that. And, and I guess I looked it up. Nothing came of it. Yeah. It was going to be a great tourist destination out Highway 20. Yeah. 
And uh, we were talking about uh, how this says, welcome to concrete on those. Yeah. And I said, you know, that was painted back in the early 90s <laughs> when they filmed the movie This Boy's Life. Yep. So you're taking a run out Highway 20, passing through concrete, and you see the big concrete silos. First of all, when it says 35 through concrete on you Highway 20. You slow down. Get there because otherwise it's the one source of revenue right now. So. So, so when you look back historically, the, the speed limit through there drops from, what, 50 on Highway 20? 55. Yeah. 55, and you, you're coming in on concrete. you got the little S-turn down through the edge of downtown, yeah. I guess. And uh, how long has that been a thing? The speed the limit? Speed, the, oh, the, like, you can't really call it a speed trap. I mean, it's pretty. It's openly and blatant. Yeah, yeah, forever, forever. We were on a motorcycle ride, and we stopped at the little hamburger stand there in the summer, and we're sitting there, and there was a sheriff kind of sitting right at the intersection of the road that goes up to the high school and the and highway 20 on a busy summer weekend and like literally he would come park there and in 20 seconds he was gone again he'd pull somebody over and then come back get his kickstand down off again i mean while we were sitting there eating a hamburger i bet he wrote out five or six tickets yeah, I remember being in in high school, the late or <clears throat> high school, the mid '80s, just after high school, the late '80s. You know, driving up to New Halem and going out Highway 20, <clears throat> and it was well known amongst yeah. everybody in oh, Skagit yeah. County. You get to Concrete, you slow down, or you will get a ticket. Yeah. It's it's not it's not if they happen to be there, yeah. they will be yeah. there. So uh, you know, some automotive news always. I think we uh, have a caller. Oh, do we have a caller? Yes. I missed that. Linda, right? Hi, Linda. Morning, Linda. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Always love your show. Um, this is Lyndon Point Roberts, and I, my compressor was acting up all year, so I was told I could cut the belt off, which I did. But now it occurs to me, does the air conditioner compressor also affect and, or control the heat? <laughs> Winter's coming, and it just that just dawned on me. And my second quick comment was several years ago, maybe eight or ten years ago, I, I just heard briefly on the radio an announcement that in in India they were producing a car called the Tata. Mm-hmm. And as I remember, it was supposed to run on air or, air or water, and I don't remember, but did anything come of that? I'll, I'll start, with your, start with your air conditioning compressor. Um, cause that's a, what kind of a car do you have, Linda? It's a 2003... Uh, Subaru Forester. I, I was going to guess a Subaru when you said <laughs> <laughs> cut the belt off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard you mention compressors are a problem with Subarus. Yeah, so the, 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 it, it does affect your heat in the sense that anytime you have your defrost on, on these, uh, most any modern car, and I mean dating way back actually probably, but when you have your defrost on, they do cycle that air conditioning compressor. And the reason they do that is because the... Uh, Evaporator underneath the dash tends to draw moisture to itself when when uh, the refrigerant's running through there. So it helps to defrost your windows quicker. Basically, it works as a dehumidifier. Correct, exactly. Okay. Now, now that being said, your defrost will work without it. Yeah. It just will not be as efficient. Um, it's not going to change how well the heater works. Right. Um, so in in that respect, it, it's not really that much of an issue. Um, so can you run the way that you are? Absolutely. Yeah. And then as okay, far as well the that's, car that's running, really, on, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I've just got other pressing issues. 
Yeah, as far as the car, I mean, I've heard of the Tata car from India, but I, I don't know. I, I'm unfamiliar with them with something running on air or, what do you say, water? I thought I thought that's what it was, one of the two. I think it was air, really. Yeah, they, but they, I, I haven't followed up. I was just curious about that because I only heard it once on the radio, and that, that was all. There have been a, a number of manufacturers over the years that have looked at, at running their cars on compressed air. And when you look at a, a battery, um, a gas tank full of gasoline, a hydrogen tank, you know, or any other type of, of energy source, um, what what's difficult to beat is is how much energy there is by by volume and weight in like a gallon of gasoline. That's why we use it because you can put, you know, that I don't know, six seven pounds of gasoline, one gallon of gas in a car, and propel that thing for twenty to fifty miles depending on the car. Um, and for energy density, it's really hard to beat that. Um, and when you look at air, the amount of energy it takes to compress enough air into a small enough volume for it to last as long as a gallon of gasoline. Imagine having a little one-gallon tank of air that you can plug into your car and have it propel you for 50 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just yeah. Even if you went with like compressed liquid nitrogen to try to propel a car for 50 miles, I, it's just it's really not going to happen. I wouldn't think so. It, I, I envisioned it looking like a little golf cart that might be suitable for a little wee place like Point Roberts. But, uh, you know, going on the freeway 60, 70, 80 miles an hour is just kind of unimaginable. The, the depletion rate is just so <laughs> incredibly high. high. That's, um, right. They're, That's right. They're great ideas. It is great energy storage. There are areas where things like that work. They actually have some very large facilities where they will take um, – electricity or another energy source to compress air into these massive tanks and and then they use that store that compressed air because it's energy that would have been dissipated otherwise sometimes electricity production the electricity can't be used um, or there's excess electricity available use that to run a compressor to fill these massive storage tanks store it there until such time you need the energy you can draw back off it um, by turning a turbine or something else with that compressed air to generate energy. So, so using air as a as a energy storage device, there are places where that is functioning. But for a compact transportation device, it's not, not very feasible. effective right <laughs> no. now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks so much. All right, Bye-bye. thank you, Linda. Bye. And we have years ago um, on the show, we've talked about Tata Motors and some of their great ideas. And uh, sometimes those great ideas are uh, are just a little before their time. Yeah. 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. State Representative Alicia Rule doesn't believe that one party or the other has all the answers. She knows that we need to work together to move our community forward. Alicia's worked hard to create opportunity for people who didn't go to college by expanding career and technical education in high schools. She's also working to restart Intelco. When it reopens, that means 700 union jobs back in Ferndale. Alicia Rule is the only pro-choice candidate in the race. She's endorsed by Planned Parenthood and Pro-Choice Washington. Alicia Rule has earned the support of law enforcement. She's earned the trust of the Fraternal Order of Police and the Bellingham-Wacom County Firefighters 
Retired Bellingham Police Chief Flo Simon said, Alicia Rule said no to defund the police, increased pay for the first responders, and fought to criminalize non-medical use of fentanyl. She's been a fantastic state representative. I'm State Representative Alicia Rule. I hope that I can earn your vote. Paid for by Vote Alicia Rule Democrat. Silver Reef is unboxing even bigger giveaways this year with $80,000 in prizes. Craving cash and free play fun? Well, here you go, again. Win your share every Saturday in October with hourly drawings from 5 to 8 p.m. Claim one free daily entry plus additional entries when you play using your Reef Rewards card. Use your card to savor the pump, too, with up to 25 cents off every gallon of gas. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Very fitting song for election uh, election time of the year, as we were just talking about during the break. Yeah. But we'll leave that for another time. All right. We'll let the show before us handle that. <laughs> you are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. 360-676-KGMI. We still have time for a few more calls, so uh, give us a call. Any automotive-related question, we'll get off uh, any uh, political platforms for the moment. Um, although, uh, you know, the automobiles are pretty political football these days. Yeah, yeah, it um, is. But let's uh, let's talk about some drivers in Southern California recently. And, uh, you know, this happens every now and then, but normally not to this extent. And you look at uh, the 405 freeway, not here in Washington, but the 405 uh, around Los Angeles, California, Mulholland Drive. We would call it I-405. I-405. They call it the, the 405. 405. And... Uh, there's uh, some some really cool helicopter, maybe drone shots of uh, dozens and dozens of cars pulled over to the side of the road. And just in, in a matter of a couple hundred yards, um, the cars started, they, they were just falling like raindrops to the <laughs> side of the road with flat tires. Yeah. Some of them with all four tires flat. <sighs> and, uh, they, you know, I've seen various numbers from, from, from 36 to 60 cars um, that received flat tires on this one short stretch of the highway. Um, and apparently the uh, roadside service were pretty busy along there for a while. Did they say what time of day this happened? I was, uh, I think it was in the afternoon. Because the 405 uh, is generally just yeah, I'll, plugged solid all the time. Morning commute, yeah. um, dozens of cars and uh, dozens of tow trucks. <laughs> you know, the average person these days, you know, a lot of people don't, they're not going to change their tire. They got roadside <laughs> service, AAA, they're going to call for help. Well, you know, and the or other wait thing, for somebody to pull over and help them. The other, and a lot of these cars now, it's like especially trucks. They they mount that spare underneath the truck bed, and the car's twenty years old. And that spare tire and the cable and screw and stuff that lowers that thing down so you can get to it has never been used. And it's like some sort of IQ test to, to assemble the device to, to find the location to fit the square peg in to lower the to spare lower tire. The spare tire, and yeah, and then once you get it down, because. 
the manufacturers in their infinite wisdom decided to put the uh, the valve stem facing upwards instead of downwards where you can get to it easily. So the spare's the flat. The spare's flat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the California Highway Patrol has said they feel nothing nefarious had occurred. It was probably a box of nails that fell out of the back of a truck. It's like a, like a Bugs Bunny Roadrunner cartoon thing, you know. <laughs> and, uh, boy, that would spoil your morning at four flat tires. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, I wonder how many tire sales came out of that one. Right. Yeah. It's funny that that box of nails fell off of that uh, that. Uh, Tire store truck. Yeah. What are they doing carrying that box of nails? <laughs> so, uh, you know, looking at, at the recent hurricane, and we've seen this over and over now during the time we've been doing the show, the impact that hurricanes have on the, the car market. And, you know, at, at this point, they're, they're talking, you know, upwards of, I think it's 50,000 cars. Where you got this yeah, piece. so the Cox Automotive took a look at the Hurricane Ian and the likely range of severely damaged vehicles um, between thirty and seventy thousand. Um, still early in the aftermath, so they don't know uh, the large range, but they consider the midpoint at fifty thousand to be the current estimate. And cost est- or Cox estimates about eighty percent of the replacements will be used vehicles because can't get new ones. Can't get new ones. You know, if you want to buy a new car right now, the vast majority of them have to be special ordered. Yeah. And you're you're going to put down a deposit and wait you know, anywhere oh. from a, a few days, weeks, or months and months. My tech ordered a, a brand new Maverick pickup, and he has, I mean, just put his deposit down, and he has literally no idea when, when he might show see up. it. <laughs> um, the, the, the number of cars, you know, lost in, in this hurricane is, is huge, and the impact on an already tight car market, um, which was starting to show on the used market a little some signs of recovery yeah. price-wise, that the uh, used car you know, inflation was starting to come down a little bit. And, and this will put a big hit in with people buying cars to send to Florida. And the reality is when you have 50,000 damaged cars from a flood, those are total lost vehicles. They're, they're not damaged. They're done. When a car's been submerged, it, it's, it's a total vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of those end up getting auctioned off to third world countries where they'll try to resurrect them and yeah. Do what they do with them. Um, you know, personally, I think when a car is fully submerged and a total loss, it should not be sold on yeah, the. Should uh, be crushed. Yeah, should not be relicensed <laughs> in the United States. Yeah. There's too many issues that come up with them later in life. Yeah, but they've been running into some uh, unusual problems there with uh, newer vehicles. Yeah, and and I mean, basically any car once it's submerged, especially in salt water, which is abnormally corrosive, and then when that car starts to dry out, then you start to have salt crystals form. And that salt, those salt crystals can cause um, conductive salt bridges, which cause connectors, even though the ignition's off, to short out yeah. and, and basically short circuit while the vehicle's just sitting there on its own and, and cause fires to happen. Now, when you've got a you know 350-volt or 600-volt electric battery that starts to short out, and that battery has 100,000 kilowatt hours of, uh, that's not of good? energy in it, um, it's spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Um, not only that, once they do catch on fire, and there have been a number of homes that have burned down, and fl- homes that were not necessarily damaged by the flood, but they had a vehicle close by that did get wet, yeah. and now it's starting to dry out. The salt bridges form, the, the, <clears throat> the electric battery shorts out and creates a fire, a really hot, fast-burning fire that catches the house on fire and burns the house down a month after the hurricane. Which And then the smoke from those uh, things is highly corrosive as well. So anything that smoke comes into contact with is now garbage. 
Yeah, I mean, and, it's <laughs> and and in some of these, the the fires are it's it's really unavoidable. Yeah. Um, you you can't stop it from occurring, and once it occurs, it's hard to stop. They can take uh, a fire crew um, up to six hours to contain and and cool down a, a an electric vehicle, a Tesla car fire once mm-hmm. it started. And they've had these fires start while they're on the back of tow trucks, transporting them um, in the tow yard with other cars around. And uh, it's it's becoming an, an issue, especially in the in, in the firefighter world um, and the, the tow recovery world of, of a really dangerous situation that we need to find a solution to. Yeah. I don't know. Fire suppression, mandatory and... <laughs> I, you know, how do you how <laughs> yeah. it, it, it it once those fires start they're it, they're kind of a self sustaining combustion it's it's tough to fight yeah yeah three six zero six seven six KGMI you are in the shop Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair for quality done right call Han Coop Gravel they use state of the art technology to get your job done in a timely accurate and economical way for projects as small as refreshing the driveway and as large as a multi million dollar builder ready plat development. Their services include multi-unit site preparation, fire line installation, drainage systems, house foundations, and more. They'll do custom projects, too, turning your dream idea into a reality. If you need site work, you need the team at Honkoop Gravel in Linden or at Honkoop.com. Hey, at our startup, my team and I move at the speed of tech 24-7. And every single day, it's information overload. It's coming at me from all directions. And you know what? Bottom line, I just need the news that matters. So where do I turn? Local radio and TV. I want to hear from people who live and work in my town. They give me the real story with information I know I can rely on. So where else can I find out what's happening in my community? Weather and traffic, things that affect my family and my business. I want to stay informed by sources I trust. My local radio and TV stations. For the best entertainment, sports, news, traffic, and weather with no agenda and more reliable than other platforms. So if you ask me for the information I want anytime, anywhere, I stay local. Support your local station. Text RADIO to 52886 today. Furnished by the NAB and this station. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city. But sometimes, things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. Too bad we don't have uh, one of our co-hosts, Kirk from Angler Automotive, here to sing along on some of our bumper music today. A little shout-out to uh, Dan at Bellingham Automotive as well. Hope they're out having some fun. Yes. We do have time for another call or two, 360-676-KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. And, uh, you know, the... Headlines on the news continuously are the uh, the lack 
of semiconductor chips, the missing microchips, the thousands of cars that are built waiting for that one more chip and yeah. that one more module. And, uh, and it was uh, there's a, a shortage of 50-cent chips holding up $50,000 cars. TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation, chief says. Um, and, and this is going across uh, all of the automotive industry and literally across almost manufacturing worldwide for almost any product. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is that you wouldn't think so, but but actually automotive is is kind of towards their, it's, it's a lower priority for these chip manufacturers because smartphones and smart devices and all that kind of stuff are the higher priority for them to manufacture chips for than they are for the automotive world. They make more money off make, iPhone chips than car chips. Exactly. And now I, you know, up there by the, the old Jerry Chambers, there's all those trucks and stuff parked there. Have you seen that? I have not up, up there. On, oh, on I-5. I've heard about that. We had a caller call about those recently. I, my understanding was that was trucks waiting for chips but I, I don't that's just anecdotal i don't know that for a fact but that was that was what i was told so i don't know it it could be and you know the it, it's ironic the you know we have all of these cars being held up for these 50 cent chips um little timers and other radio communication device chips to, to finish the car off just one more module is all they need to put in there and the truck's ready to sell it's the one that it's the one that you that uh does your subscription basis for your heated seats. Yes, the most important chip <laughs> in the car. And, you know, I don't know why on some of them, just, just sell the car and have them come back. Recall it for the heated seat module. <laughs> right. But then, then you have the chip manufacturing equipment that manufactures the 50-cent chips are waiting for the $10 chips <laughs> to, so that they can make more yeah. of the 50-cent chips. And, you know, one of the concerning things about this, too, is, is that, you know, again, we are – as a society, heavily dependent on microchips, and but yet we don't make them ourselves. That is the one good thing I think that's in the inflation. I'm using quote. I'm using air quotes here, folks, that can't see me. The Inflation Reduction Act is that there's there's supposed to be investment in getting semiconductor manufacturing facilities in the U.S. Which would be fabulous. It's going to be expensive. It's a ways down the road as well. But, it, but yeah, I mean, we can't be dependent on, on other folks for those kind of necessary items. You know, opinion. Steve, maybe the, maybe the day is going to come where you pull the cover off of that Barracuda, yeah. pop out that aftermarket electronic ignition. I already did. I, I have an electro, aftermarket electronic, and when I put it back together, I thought, should I go back to the dual point thing or keep the electronic? I said, I went back with the dual point one. I still have the electronic one sitting there, but... Man, when the EMF hits, I'm safe. Yep, you'll have, you'll have that non-electronically controlled carburetor. Mad maxing it. I'll be mad maxing it out there. <laughs> you can brew. You can brew. You you might have to brew your own ethanol <laughs> yeah. to run the car <laughs> and, and deal with the ethanol effects. Yeah. Um, but you will still be able to fire that thing up and head down the road. You might need a crank starter. It might be hard to get yourself <laughs> get your hands on a 12 volt battery yeah. in our dystopian future. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You've been in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Steve from the Panacea Auto Repair. Maybe next week we'll have a brighter show. Cheery.